0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the boy and the journey. (laughs) You guys already know what it is. Honestly, I just want to say I'm back. Uh, I apologize for the hiatus. You know, there's been a lot of things that have gone on and are still currently going on in the course of my life. Uh, So I took a little break. Um, You know, and honestly, guys, I've been struggling with getting the podcast up and running again with being consistent. Um, And my goal for the recontinuation of the cast is to bring to you guys a more vulnerable sham. Um, So that way we can be a lot more honest about the things that we go through, the feelings that we have. Uh, And together we can overcome these things. We can talk about them. We can pinpoint where these feelings come from. Uh, and we can just work on improving together, which is why we have the boy in the journey in the first place So again, I apologize, but today guys, I'm back. I wanted to bring to you guys an idea of being alone um, There's two real senses of being alone The physical sense of being alone where you're actually by yourself, which, you know, we'll say for another day uh, But today I want to talk about the feeling of being alone uh, solitude while you're surrounded by love by people that supposedly love you, friends, family, relationships, lovers, anything. And that feeling of being alone can make us feel sad, depressed, like we're not truly understood. And for all everybody that's out there that may feel like this, like I felt in the past couple of months, um, like some people feel every day of their lives. Sometimes it's about understanding where those feelings come from and how to overcome those feelings uh, and changing your perception around how we think about this. So without further ado, I want to jump straight into it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of The Boy in the Journey. Let's do it. To be and not to be alone. I want to start off by reading you guys a quote from Albert Einstein, it says that, I live, in that sol- I live in that solitude, which is painful in youth, but delicious in the years of maturity. Okay. So guys, I want to I say that I think that we think about the world as a place of connection, connected to each other, one where a person can thrive in groups more than one can thrive alone, where human beings as a whole seemingly have a need for community, like wolves, we're stronger in a pack. There are studies that show that just talking to another human being can create pathways in our brains that make us more likely to want to mirror their behavior. If you've ever done sales, you know, uh, you've probably heard of like, there's a saying in sales where it says that people like those that are like themselves. So basically, humans are social creatures. Do you thrive together rather than alone? And when you consider the idea of being alone, within that idea lies negativity stigma, the thought of being less than, or like, you know, like wolves, we can become social outcasts, not strong enough physically or mentally to stay with the pack, I guess we are abandoned, not worthy to be a part of society where branded omegas, from the origins of Greece where it's last in their alphabet to the lonely wolf capable of achieving nothing, a human being can relate to this. I think that we can feel the pain here, for myself. The alone life has always been intriguing, the idea of being alone a challenge that could seemingly offer growth beyond the melancholy of reality. There is being alone and feeling alone, the slight nuance in the latter can cause streams of depression and disappointment when you're surrounded by love yet feel nothing. No excitement to be a part of the group, no true or real feelings of acceptance or significance, yet. You don't feel whole like something's missing, like an emptiness that lurks deeper. Somewhere in your psyche, you may be putting on airs as you're within the group. The normal laughter or flow of conversation, but all the while within you, you feel lack. You. It's almost as though you feel you can't be truly yourself, like you need to hold parts of you back and you can never truly feel as though you're accepted. You love your friends, your family, your lovers, but sometimes the fear of being judged or fear of losing potential loved ones can actually cause these feelings to emerge. How can we be together in, tru- in the truest sense of connection if we are afraid to truly be ourselves, unapologetic with who we are? Lack of trust and understanding cause feelings of solitude. Fear of being judged, misunderstood, rejected, often lead to us downplaying who we are what we truly want out of relationships in life. So I guess we become stuck in ourselves, frozen by fear. We choose to not let ourselves be seen and so we continue to feel alone, even surrounded by those we deem as loved ones, right? I mean, I have another quote for you guys. It's from this lady, her name is Kim Culbertson. She says that people think being alone makes you lonely, but I don't think that's true. Being surrounded by the wrong people is the loneliest thing in the world. Another quote by Robin Williams says, "I used to think the worst thing in life was to end up all alone. It's not. The worst thing in life is to end up with people that make you feel all alone." Hmm. Hmm. So for me personally, I I like those quotes. I believe them, but I feel like those quotes kind of, they're interesting. Why? Because I believe that what they say is true, but I also disagree pretty strongly. I believe that you must have people in your life that will truly accept you for who you are and will allow you to be in whatever space you feel that is genuine, given the feelings you have and want to share in that given moment, but people in your life that will I guess you still have to have people in your life that will not judge you based on how you feel or how you choose to express those feelings, but you still need friends and family in your life like that, no doubt. It's just that when I start to think about the actual quote itself, let me hit you guys with another one. Ralph Waldo Emerson says, nothing can bring you peace but yourself. And that's where I want to start. Because where I disagree is with the other quotes is where they say being surrounded by people, or end up with people that make you feel alone are those are parts of their quotes but i don't believe that it's fair to ask other people to truly accept you for being you when we all have a clear dislike like a clear dislike for who we are internally and i believe that until that battle within is taken care of and won it would be near impossible to actually expect that from external sources let alone people who have their own unconscious issues to deal with So I can't blame others for something that only I can control. There's also the element of feelings judged by them, rejected by them. But in reality, the one doing the hurting is you, yourself, us, me, right? It's a deeper voice within us that comes with stories of lack and self-doubt, stories and conditioning that we've been enduring forever take over and they begin to erode our psyche, our being. So how can we expect to feel acceptance from others when we do not accept ourselves? And then for us to have an expectation that when we are with those loved ones, we will feel whole. How does that make any sense? Really? Wouldn't it make more sense that we do feel alone because in the reality of the moment, we are not letting our true selves, our real opinions, thoughts, and feelings out? We're not letting that person, let alone the world, know who we truly are and how we truly feel. And so because we change our answers to ones that we feel would be more acceptable to that person or to society, we answer questions more generally to adhere to social norms right? and not stand out any more than is necessary within our groups. Afraid to be different. Afraid to challenge opinions or ideas out of fear of rejection. And in doing this... We're actually telling ourselves that we don't matter, that our real opinions and ideas are only valued when they match up with socially or other socially acceptable viewpoints. So, by telling ourselves we don't matter, we're also pushing away our chances to grow, to feel significant, to have a real impact on the conversation and impact on the other person or persons involved. You see, So we actually lose our opportunity to affirm to ourselves our own value and self-worth, and along with that lost opportunity comes feelings of shame and regret. The emptiness slowly builds as we realize we're stuck in a loop of self-doubt and fear. So how do we break this cycle? Personally, and honestly guys, I believe there's only two ways. The first, of course I'll list the most important one first, but I believe that we as individuals have to come to understand and love ourselves first in order to overcome the fear of rejection and being judged so that we may be unapologetic in who we actually are. So being happy with you and having a deeper understanding of who you are and want to be will actually make us or make you feel more empowered when sharing your beliefs and ideas with people you're around. It'll bring about a lot more confidence, I think, in your own opinions and you and honestly just a lot more drive. It'll You'll have a lot more drive for, with you to share those ideas, those beliefs, even when you're afraid of the outcome of actually doing so. The second way, guys, I think is really more of a hopeful solution that can be gained, but will still not mean anything unless the first step has actually been worked on. So again, the perception around what is the true issue, quote unquote, will be your main cause of growth in this area, whether you believe the fault lies with the other person or people, or you actually take responsibility for the part part that you play in it as well. So with that being said, the second part of this would be simply finding people that have already done step one. So those are people that are already confident in who they are and unapologetic about themselves. But of course, at the same time, you also wanna find people with less ego so you can avoid confrontation. But honestly, that's something we all struggle with every single day. So you can't really be judgy on on that part of things. But the most important thing is finding good friends and family who will genuinely allow you to be in whatever space you desire will be a great help in assisting you in feeling loved and supported. So like you're basically like you're truly not alone. So the reason why I say that is more because the people you talk to need to be in a space themselves where they don't feel the inward pressure to judge you or condemn your thoughts or ideas. Instead, they're people who will listen more wholeheartedly and offer you sound advice to the best of their ability without any bias or judgment, right? And so even with this being the case, I believe still that the main reason we feel alone is because no matter who we are with or who we refuse to allow our true selves to be, um, we honestly don't allow ourselves to be seen or heard. Like our true selves to be seen or heard on a deeper level. So beyond the surface stuff, guys. And and I believe that until we're okay with actually allowing people to truly see us, we will never ex- escape that feeling of being alone. In reality, I feel that there's only one step, one way to resolve this issue. The second way is more of a coping mechanism, I think, as, you know, real friends allow us to be ourselves, they don't judge us, and we feel better as it helps us get things off our chest for a moment, but in the long term, we still hold on to our feelings of fear and doubt, and when we're great, when we're not with those specific few, those specific few people in our lives that we can trust enough, we unfortunately just go back to an unnecessary isolation of our own doings right so to end off this guys i know it's been pretty long thank you for bearing with it honestly i have this poem Uh, i don't really want to call it a poem but it's by a poet and a writer her name renata suzuki she wrote it and honestly i think it sums up everything in a beautiful way so listen carefully listen she says there's a reason we feel lonely even though we're not alone it's because loneliness is not about how many friends we have or how many people there are in the room with us It's a disconnection from other human beings. Being social doesn't cure loneliness. Many people socialize when they don't really feel like it just to keep up appearances. In fact, sometimes the most popular person in the crowd is the loneliest of them all because underneath the facade of their superficial projection is a person who is never truly seen or known by anybody. We all have layers of personas and we all pretend we're okay when we're not, but loneliness comes when there is not a single person close enough to see past those illusions to who we really are and what we're really feeling inside and I honestly I could read it 4,000 times to you guys I just try to explain all of that myself but I don't think I could say it any better than that we all feel alone we spend time alone we thrive alone and in many situations isolation can be a beautiful thing but the feeling of sadness and depression that arises from not being fully understood will eat away at us we all want to feel significant to have more impact on people around us, to give more to people and feel as though we are having an impact in everyday life and on everyday people. So the only way for us to grow in feeling is to change the way we feel about ourselves so that we can help others feel better about themselves so that we're no longer alone. What do you guys think? To be and not to be alone. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Boy and The Journey. You already know what it is. I love you guys for listening. Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe. Honestly, if you guys have any questions, if you want to reach out, I'm here always. We all deal with these feelings, these emotions. And the reason why we come here is so we can get better, so we can improve and grow as individuals, so we can have a true and honest, open discussion about what these things really mean and how we can overcome them as human beings. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode. Definitely hit me up. I love you guys for listening. I'll see you again soon. I'm out. Peace.